chores. <laughs> Similar to mealtimes and bedtime and potty training, chores are a common breeding for power struggles between parents and kids. Now, I actually prefer the term family contributions over chores because I think it sends a very strong message on why we do these things in the first place. Sure, they're not they're not always fun, <laughs> right? A lot of the times it's boring and mundane and we don't always feel like washing the dishes and vacuuming and making our bed, but it helps send the message that you're, you know, to our children that they matter, that they are an important part of the family and that the contributions that they make help the family as a whole. Um, and if we zoom out and kind of take a look at, you know, why do we want our kids to do these things in the first place? One of the biggest reasons is it teaches independence and life skills, but it also teaches a strong, healthy worth work ethic as well as a sense of responsibility. It also helps curb entitlement and it helps our child foster greater gratitude for the actions that other people take for them. Um, and so it's really important that we integrate family contributions into our natural routine. I think that's one of the biggest things we can do as parents, um, especially when it comes to uh, enlisting more cooperation is if we make it a natural part of the routine starting in the toddler years right it sends the message that no matter how young you are or how busy or you know whether you whine or complain this is a natural flow and routine of our family we all contribute um, just like we you know eat dinner together and we take a bath and we read books at bedtime we contribute to our family in very practical ways even if we don't feel like it Every day we're doing this. And so again, the biggest thing we can do to help with cooperation is to make it a part of our routine. Um, and so in this episode, I wanna dive deeper though into ways in which we can foster greater cooperation when it comes to chores, AKA family contributions, because I know it's not always a smooth process and there can be a lot of conflict when it comes to these things. So let's discuss. So before I get into how to navigate power struggles around chores, I want to talk about how to best set them up, especially if you have a younger child and you're like, okay, like I really feel like we need to start, you know, integrating this into our routine. The number one biggest thing is make sure that the chore, the task, however you want to call it, is age appropriate and also appropriate for the time and place. Meaning that, you know, if we are running low on time, it's the morning time and we're already crunched for time or we commonly have <laughs> issues around time that either we're gonna make more time for these tasks or we're gonna save this for a time in the day when we have more time. Now definitely if you're curious about, okay, well what is age appropriate? I don't know, should, what should I be expecting my toddler to do versus my school age child? definitely download my free chores checklist for a list of age appropriate chores. It breaks it down based on your child's age caveat keep in mind every kid is different their abilities will be different um, but this is just like a general um, guideline for how to get started with chores depending on um, the ages of your little ones so to download that free checklist you can go to the mompsychologist.com forward slash chores 
Tip number two when you're thinking about setting up chores and setting up a routine is that chores should really happen on a routine. I think too often we are trying to direct our child to clean up, uh, but it's on a whim, right? And it's very unpredictable and it feels kind of like caught off guard. I try to think about, you know, how would I feel <laughs> if all of a sudden my spouse or my friend or family member was like, hey, you need to clean this up. And you're like, well, wait, hold on. I was trying to do something else. I had a plan for how I wanted to spend my time. Um, that's a, the similar feeling that our child gets when we are just randomly directing them to clean up things. So I really do think it's best to set up chores as our, our family contributions around a routine. So there's certain things that they need to get done in the morning, certain things they need to get done in the afternoon, in the evenings, on the weekends. You know, there's a time and place for these things and it doesn't feel random. Instead, it feels very predictable. They know what to expect when it comes to the routines around chores. The benefit of building these tasks around routines is that you can be intentional about the steps that it takes, right? The idea that we get the yucky things out the way, <laughs> the things that feel mundane and less fun, right? And more like work, aka those family contributions and other things that they might need to do like brush their teeth or get dressed in the mornings. Like we get those things done first, so that then we can have more time to do all the fun stuff like play or watch cartoons or what have you. Now, when you're setting up family contributions and also continuing the routine of family contributions, I'm a huge fan of hosting family meetings. Even if you have a toddler or little ones, you can have a quick family meeting. Maybe it's over dinner or maybe it's another separate time of the day where everybody's calm, happy, connected, and you get their input on certain things that they think are important to running a successful household or things that they feel excited about um, and you want to set an expectation help explain why you're doing these certain tasks and help explain the new routine around it uh, you just want to kind of have a meeting of some sorts it doesn't have to be a very formal meeting or take a long amount of time in fact the shorter the better <laughs> short and sweet but you want to um, initially set up a, f a family meeting you can even create a chart and I will include in my uh, chore checklist I'll include a chart that you can customize to your family where you say okay on Mondays we do this or in the mornings we do this in the evenings we do that and it's just a way to make sure everybody's on the same page and again get their input or get some of their ideas because the more kids feel involved in this process and more like considered and valued and important the more likely they will be to cooperate um, and if you can it's really recommended that you have these family meetings maybe once a week on a predictable schedule so that you guys can all check in especially if you're having a lot of issues around the chores um, definitely have more of those frequent sit-down meetings when everybody is calm and connected and then from there you can create again a schedule whether it is a visual chart or you create pictures that it you know represent the different tasks that they need to get done that can be very helpful for kids on an everyday basis to remind them of what different chores they have to do that day and just helps keep everybody accountable and again on the same page and on the right track and again during this meeting that you have these ongoing family meetings if you're noticing that there is trouble or there's a constant conflict around a certain chore you can check in with your child like
like I noticed that we're having issues around this task uh what do you think we should do differently and you know commonly when it comes to chores or family contributions uh these things take trial and error and we kind of have to just see how it goes and tweak things and get our child's input um because again maybe what we're expecting them to do in the mornings is just not a good time of the day for them or there's some other barrier to them getting it done but try to assume when you can that you know your child needs more help um, or there needs to be some kind of difference or change um, around this chore for them to succeed uh, rather than being like you're just doing this intentionally or you're just willfully disobeying me and the expectations you know rather than coming from that point of view try to say okay how can we do things differently how can we work as a team again this is around contributing as a family so coming from that place and really meeting your child where they're at and getting their input will go a long way in not only setting up uh, chores but then also getting more cooperation from them okay now let's talk about some practical simple tips on eliciting more cooperation uh, when it comes to chores in general so tip number one and I already mentioned this earlier in the episode is to use when then statements and that is the huge power of building chores around a predictable routine because instead of it feeling random and unpredictable now your child knows and they come to expect that okay in the mornings these are the things that I need to do and they're more likely going to remember and want to cooperate when it feels when the world around them feels more predictable and this also helps you frame your phrases as the adult in very clear language. So when you get all of this done, whatever it is, right, then we can go play outside. Then we can watch our morning cartoons or then you can have your screen time or whatever it is. And remember, get all the yucky stuff done and out the way <laughs> before you move on to the fun stuff. Um, that's a very easy, simple way to elicit more cooperation from your little ones. Now, tip two, if they whine and complain, or I should say when they whine and complain, right? Because I would just say, come to expect a little whining, a little complaining they're just venting right um, I think it's important to come from a place of empathizing with their feelings right we don't always feel like making our bed or doing the dishes even as adults right even though we know we need to do it right we don't always feel like we want to do it and so when we can like remember that feeling within ourselves and relate to that feeling then we're better able to empathize with them and just also showing appreciation sometimes kids just want to feel heard they want to feel understood they want to feel valued and appreciated so it can go a long way just to be like I hear you I know you don't want to get this done I know it feels so yucky um, and I really appreciate when you get it done because this is how it helps the family again going back to the overarching like why we're doing this right to contribute as a family and so when we show our appreciation for our kids for them doing their family contributions even when they don't feel like it it's gonna go a long way and again just solidifying that value that you guys have as a family and also could encourage and increase cooperation not always the other thing that's important to keep in mind about whining and complaining is that you as the adult have a choice in that matter right you can either engage with it you can try to rationalize and keep rationalizing and keep explaining to them why they need to do it or you could say it once and remove the audience right 
<laughs> kids, you know, oftentimes are looking for an audience for their complaints and their whines and they're hoping that that's going to change your mind about things. Um, so you send a strong message when you don't engage and don't try to rationalize and don't try to convince them of why it's important, right? You've already had that family meeting. This is already something that you've built into the routine. So you can explain once or remind them once and show your, you know, gratitude and your authentic appreciation for what they what they are doing to contribute and then you can just disengage right you have full permission to disengage knowing that the more you try to engage the more you're going to get upset and angry and triggered and the more they're probably going to whine and complain so we have to kind of make that choice to just disengage at some point um, along the way and then tip number three is really if you notice that you're doing all these things and you're trying these little tips and tricks and it's still a point of contention between you and your child it's probably an indication of an overall issue in the relationship in the dynamics commonly if you're finding that you are constantly engaging in a power struggle when it comes to chores you're probably engaging in other power struggles whether that's with potty training or bedtime or mealtime or some other routine that you have um, so it's important to kind of take a step back and look at the larger picture. And a lot of the times, what I recommend to parents who are engaging in a lot of power struggles overall and a lot of disconnection is to focus on connecting with their little ones. And the single best way to foster greater connection in the parent-child relationship is to do more one-on-one -on -one play time. And there's so much I can say about this and I'm happy to do another episode on really how to maximize play time so that we actually see better behavior and more connection. So let me know down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube if you wanna learn more about this. But this is often the first recommendation I give to parents who are struggling in the relationship with cooperation is to focus more on one-on-one -on -one child-directed play time with their little ones because again if you're commonly finding yourself um, engaging in power struggles with when it comes to chores it's probably a larger issue especially if you notice other common patterns in the relationship throughout the day also if overall you're struggling with discipline and you want to stop doing all the things that you hate like yelling just to try to get your child to cooperate with you definitely definitely check out my free discipline workshop how to get your child to listen to you without yelling i share a lot of practical step-by-step -step tips on how to elicit more cooperation with your child in general so you can go to the mompsychologist.com forward slash workshop to check out that free discipline workshop and again if you're starting out with chores or you're curious on you know whether you should add more chores or take away chores just depending on where your how old your child is uh definitely download my free chore checklist i also include a schedule that you can customize um so that you just make sure that you and your child or your children are all on the same page in terms of the schedule and the natural routine in the family uh, you can go to the mompsychologist.com forward slash chores to check out that free checklist all right that's all i have for this episode i hope that it was helpful i'll see you in the next one bye